um, and we are going to have um, a, a tiny bit of structure on our brunch gathering today. Um, I know that typically we gather, we go get food, we come in here, we chit chat, and then we kind of just like wander out as we finish our food and things like that. But we are going to offer a um, prompt, like a question to chat about, chat about um, in your um, small groups. It is in the bulletin. Um, and we'll pose that in a few minutes, we'll chat, and then we actually will have an opportunity to share, share out um, as we're eating too, okay? Okay. Okay, so before we get to the food, um, I'm gonna share just a little bit about our um, next sermon series what, um, that we'll be going through for the next several weeks through our identity unit, which we always start the year with, um, and through, um, into and through Lent. Um, and as a reminder, this like always strikes me every year when we've, since we've started doing this a few years ago, our units throughout the year actually are built off of how we have always um, built our units for our kids' ministry. And so we start the year with an identity unit and just kind of explore what, it, what is our identity as um, followers of Jesus. Um, and then we'll go into Lent and, um, throughout the year. And so as a, a, a way to be with our children and like value um, the way that they, they are learning, we are also following that pattern here in the gathering as adults. So as we have done the last few years, we are going to be um, using one of the Gospels for our identity unit. Um, and this year, we're going to use the Gospel of Matthew, which is the first time we've done Matthew. We've done uh, John twice, because I love it. Not, not because I love it, but it's John. It's great. Um, <laughs> and so I'm going to share a little bit about um, Matthew and, and where we're going to go. So Matthew, the Gospel of Matthew was most likely written somewhere in the 80s of the common era, most likely in Syria. Um, and, and while the author is unknown, most scholars at this point agree that it was probably not Jesus's disciple, Matthew, the former tax collector. That was obviously named Matthew. Queer theologian Thomas Bohatchie says, because of the gospel's emphasis on teaching, some have suggested that its immediate context was a school setting. Since the author seems familiar with Jewish language, history, and culture, it's probable that they were writing to a community composed predominantly of Jews. Upon some digging, it's not really clear whether that community were Jewish Christians, people who were already separated from Judaism, or Christian Jews, those who saw Jesus as teaching a new interpretation of their already held ancestral faith. Either way, um, another theologian, Warren Carter, Warren Carter, shares the importance of the context of Roman imperialism on the Gospel of Matthew. In, in fact, says it's, it's adamant that we do not separate that context. He says, I read Gos Matthew's Gospel as a counter-narrative. It's a work of resistance written for a largely Jewish religious group. It stands and or speaks over and against the status quo dominated by Roman imperial power and synagogal control. It resists these two cultural structures. And I think that is an important place for us to begin when we're thinking about the Gospel of Matthew and how we're going to be considering it through our identity unit. We are going to be exploring Jesus in these next few, several weeks as wisdom. Yes, as a, a wisdom teacher, something that is pretty well understood and, and often explored, but not maybe often enough, <laughs> I think, um, but also as actual wisdom, how he was the one that was sent 
to us, to teach us about God, not just in the one-liners and stories that he's pretty famous for, but in his life. As Melissa shared in her Christmas Eve message, wisdom was God's love birthed in, through, and among us. This wisdom is what will show us the way. Christ was born into a mess, as she shared, a situation that should have been fraught with despair and messiness, and yet Mary and Joseph stayed close, embraced what was coming, and somehow knew what to do. We're, they were found by a community of, a community of others that did the same. And in mess after mess, tragedy after tragedy, injustice after injustice, Jesus and the community gathered, showed up, and responded in some way. Nothing about these stories or the life of Jesus follows the cultural patterns or expectations of that day. They are absolutely counter to what was acceptable in every way. And yet, this narrative becomes the stories that we draw on for guidance when we are often lost. And today we remain in messes, y'all. When one is cleaned, there seems to be another to attend to. But rather than become hopeless, we return to Jesus, pointing us towards these messes and moments as opportunities to learn more about the nature of God, about ourselves, to always be building the kingdom of heaven together. So this spring is going to be pretty fun, I think. <laughs> and maybe just a little different. So, thinking about, I mean, kind of swirling through all of that, today I'd like us to be invited to think about wisdom in a, in a new way. Maybe not new for all of us. Not just what some of us have learned in seminary or in our academic institutions, because we are all very, very smart, very well-learned people, but in our family. We're taking some time to celebrate who we are today as a Trinity family, as a collective of people that come together. And we want to hear about any stories or thoughts that you hold from who we are at Trinity that indicate or illustrate wisdom, how it shows up in our body, in our bodies, our physical bodies, but also in our body when we show up together. Perhaps these are good and profound conversations with a Trinity friend. That's cool. And perhaps they're not. <laughs> Melissa and I earlier this week were talking about the practice we've, we've shared a few times of the confessions that we text to each other. <laughs> These little glimpses into the fullness of ourselves that we don't always share openly with everybody, but with each other. Perhaps you have a story from long ago or a recent experience or an inside joke that you'd like to share. Anything goes. But let us spend some time together and acknowledge that our care for each other and our connectedness in this space and when we gather is wisdom, is a way that we will continue to know God. So we're going to chat a bit in our tables, and then after a little while, after everybody's settled and talked for a little while, I'll pull us together to share out if anything comes up, okay? All right. Let's, sorry. <laughs> Did anybody have any, like, just conversations that they feel like they would like to share or um, like let people know like yeah what they were reflecting on um, today as we were joyfully chatting it sounded like I will do my best to reiterate um, what is said if, is there anyone on zoom right now okay um, as a reminder please say your name before you speak 
Yeah. I'm gonna use, your I'm a, voice. use your teacher <laughs> voice. <laughs> All right. Uh, no, but I will. I'm Anna, and we were just talking about like the many, even since I've been here, which I have not been here since the beginning of Trinity, but just the many waves that Trinity has gone through. I think I came in 2015. Um, but kind of one of the key moments for me is when I was on leadership team at the time, and we were deciding whether what to do with the building. And we went through all of these pro-con lists of all of our options of what to do with the building. And one of the members said, are we actually considering not selling the building? Like that's clearly the best choice for who we are as a people. And it was kind of in jest and joking because it was very obvious <laughs> that selling the building is what we needed to do. But when I think about wisdom of Trinity deciding that we, that we were going to do our due diligence and really actually think through all the options, but also the courage to get rid of the place that meant so much to so many people and to take a risk with what that could mean for our community. And then like how we've come through that on the other side, to me represents like a big moment of change and purpose. I'm done, great. Did they get, I, I just like realized I'm probably not going to be able to distill. Um, if you were on Zoom and you did not get to hear Anna, um, she was sharing a reflection about when we um, decided to sell the building. And like, yeah, just the, the willingness to explore options that are not typical of churches um, and as an act of care for our community. Yeah, so just like, it's possible I, I'm not great at distilling things, but the question, yes, the question particularly <coughs> was take some time to celebrate who we are and to hear about any stories that we hold from who we are at Trinity that indicate or illustrate wisdom showing up in our body when we're together. Um, and so when, when I was thinking of that, I was just thinking about like, acknowledging that the ways we come together and the things we experience together are illuminating God. Um, and we don't often think of them as wisdom offerings when we have moments together, um, but they can be. What, so one of the things that I shared at my table, which like is silly and also feels like very profound to me, was this moment at the retreat <laughs> when it was the first night and we had already had dinner and like we were just like a bunch of us were in the room where the puzzle was being put together and there were so many snacks and <laughs> there were so many snacks and Anna and I were sitting on the couch and Dave had sat on the other side of her and people were talking about this snack that Anna brought which was like a cinnamon sugar crunchy snack it like it, and, and Anna, <laughs> Anna kept saying it's like a churro from Taco Bell and there had been 
many a conversation, just mostly between Anna and Dave, about whether it was accurate to describe it as a churro from Taco Bell. And then the conversation was over, and many minutes later, Julie came into the room and picked one up and ate it and said, oh, it's like a churro. And I, the look on Dave's face was one I had never seen before. <laughs> and he like laser locked eyes with Anna. <laughs> and it was like, I watched these two people that don't have a lot of overlap in their lives besides this room like share a moment <laughs> that like is so silly and also like I felt it in my body <laughs> this connection um, and I like I thought about I thought of it all weekend I have it's come up in my mind so many times since and all week I kept thinking about it of like this is one of these moments of like I don't really know what wisdom's being shared here but there's some sort of wisdom in the knowing each other and the belonging that happened like the connection between Anna and Dave in that moment. Right. Around something silly, but very serious in the sense that we were like talking about the. Mm -hmm. We were thinking critically about something. It doesn't matter what you're thinking critically about. Yeah. Yeah. And it was. It was a churro. Such a good, <laughs> such a good moment. Such a good moment. I want to know. Oh, okay. We'll do Brooke and then. Hi, I'm Brooke. Um, I want to share that, so at our table, we were talking and we completely spaced the whole like discussion prompt thing okay. until you got up and <laughs> started. And then I said, oh, we didn't even, we forgot to talk about the wisdom stories. And then um, Autumn said, but I saw wisdom being shared right here at this store, at this table, even though we were just chatting. Like we were, I, I was talking about job hunt angst and um, Amalia who had gone through that very recently was sharing her wisdom and encouragement with me and Autumn was chiming in and then and I was like, but we didn't talk about the, and then Autumn's like, yeah, we actually, you know, here, this, this is it, this, this right here, so. Thank you, Brooke. <clears throat> I'm Laura, and um, so one thing, we didn't share this in our group, but I was just sitting here with my little grandson, and he was, um, my, my daughter came to us last January and told, her, told us she was pregnant. And she wasn't in a committed relationship. And it was just kind of a really, I had all kinds of feelings about this new development. And um, when I told my Christian friends, they were all like, oh, I'm so sorry, because they knew she wasn't married. And so it wasn't the right way for a baby to be born. And when I went to my other friends, they were like, oh my gosh, you're going to be a grandma. And they were just like, oh, isn't this the most amazing thing that's ever happened to you? And I'm like, okay, but I'm somewhere in the middle of this. Mm -hmm. Like, it's not that way and it's not this way. Mm -hmm. And I went to breakfast with um, uh, Julie, and it's the first person at Trinity that I told. And I told her, my daughter's having a baby. And her response was, how do you feel about that? And it was like just this permission to have all of my feelings. And I feel like 
she though is a reflection of this body. Like she's an amazing human being, but I think it also is a reflection of, I feel like anyone else here that I'd had that same conversation with would have ha given me that same permission to be like, how do you feel? Like you can feel however you need to feel about this. So I'm very glad he's here, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Laura. Uh, this is Melissa. We, we were talking in our group um, about the beauty and wisdom of being able to show up as ourselves in this body, in this family, um, which I think you're hearing reflected in what Laura's even saying, um, to be human. And um, there was some connection in that, too, with not only the way that we can show up and, and be together, but even in the way that we... Um, like I reflected on the sale of the building too, Anna, which is kind of funny, um, the wisdom in that and kind of that constant push against um, being defined institutionally or being defined um, by a certain space um, or being defined by a certain kind of uh, hierarchy that is often found uh, in, uh, in other churches. And all of that kind of pulls together that wisdom of allowing ourselves to be who God in, intends for us to be, um, and that is recognizing our own humanity, who we are, um, being in relationship with one another. Um, and, and so anyway, that was just part of our, a little bit of our conversation, but I was reminded of that as Laura was sharing, so yeah. Thanks, Melissa. And I hear the bat story. <laughs> If you don't know the bat story, tell me and I will send you the Facebook video that shows up on my memories feed every year. There was a bat in our basement before we sold the building. It tried, it tried to kill me. No, I raised my hand because I needed to hear the bat story. Oh, there was a bat in the basement. We, I, I don't, we don't know how it, how it got there. But it was me, Melissa, Anna Billingsley, Joel, and Brent Croxton trying. I wasn't trying to catch the bat. I was just adding color to the conversation, to the experience. Um, Joel used an old sheet out of the kids' ministry closet with Anna Billingsley, and they caught the bat. Um, but it was like the gathering space is no longer <laughs> the, way, the way it was downstairs, but it was this big open room, and it was just swirling around the ceiling. And every time it would come, you could hear, sorry, kids, you could hear Brent Croxton go, oh, shit. Because <laughs> like, it's just it's just coming towards us every few seconds. And you're saying there's video. There's video. There's I'll post it on the Facebook group. Check out the Trinity page later today. We have a TikTok? It'll be the first video. It'll be the first video. I don't know how to work TikTok. I just watch them. I don't know how to make them. Uh, yeah. Yes, I do send them to people. Okay, so the first one is from Tiff. So she said, um, sort of what Melissa was saying, I think Trinity as a body shows wisdom in the ways of allowing everyone to truly come as they are. I see joy and sadness and frustration and excitement all of the feelings from our messy lives and there's such a safe feeling in being able to have those feelings in community without fear of judgment or fear of someone trying to fix you <clears throat> and then sarah meyer said um 
thanks. I was just reflecting on how a couple of times recently I have experienced listening to the wisdom of my body and challenging my fear of vulnerability and the stories that would tell me not to listen to the wisdom of my body and ask for help and how Trinity as a people are feeling more like family to me in an embodied way where it, was, where it has felt safe to ask for help and support as I have been fighting chronic illness slash disability isolation. I have been so deeply moved to see, hear, and feel tangible, emotional, and all-around support from a number of y'all. I have experienced so much gratitude in being reminded that I am not alone, that I can belong, even in my brokenness and feeling like I can't reciprocate as society would tell me to, quote, give back in a, quote, performative, transactional way. I am also recognizing the gift of so many wisdom teachers in this community who can help me feel safe to open up, to explore my identities, and be fully me. Thanks, Tiff and Sarah and Ryan. One of the things that was coming up for me this week is this, um, I think of it literally all the time, um, was when I got ordained. Um, and there was this moment, I didn't grow up knowing what like sacraments were um, or like celebrating them in the family I grew up in or the church that I started going to. So like, and we didn't really even talk about them very much in seminary, but um, ordination was this very long process <laughs> that got created and changed and updated and, and stuff. But there was this moment um, in that in on that day, um, there was new people. Jordan was here for the first time with his family, um, and Mike gave me um, a Bible. And I was kneeling, um, and the the like ceremony or whatever we want to call it got over, and I felt wanted, um, and I and I like logically knew that I was wanted by this group of people for a really long time, um, but I felt very deeply known and wanted. And when I felt that way, I also felt like I very deeply knew something about God um, because of this community. And I, like, yeah, that's just like, a, like it, it's like an unshakable piece of wisdom I feel like I have now. Um, and go back to that moment a lot. So thank you all for that. Thank you all. I'm very excited about this um, identity unit. It's going to be very fun, I think. <laughs>